yeah, yeah. Oh, let do it. Yeah. Hey. Get into it. Yeah. Hey. 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 What it do and what it is. This is the Sensei Said So Show. I am your Sensei, 24th Hokage of the Music Clan. And I got the man with me of a thousand names. He refreshed yeah, and ready yeah, to go. Yeah, y'all know who it is. It's Shadow the Villain. It's Shadow the Showstopper. It's Shadow the Poyo Double Cup Sub one time. One more time. Uh, Thank y'all. We had Ivy in last week. It was awesome. I love your guys' responses. I've had great conversations about it. He... He kept it 1,000, just like every guest will. Kept it 100,000. He really set the precedent for anybody who wants to come on the show. You got to understand that when we get on these microphones, we got to keep it 100, 1,000 mm. at all times. Right. Shout out to Ivy, man. He really did his thing, man. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Whole camp making moves, man. So normally all at love. this point in time, we talk about the city and we talk about something that may have happened, but... Because we have to keep it 1,000, we have to address somebody who who I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about alert, it. Alert, alert, alert. Waka. Waka Flocka. Mr. Flame. Mr. Flame. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. I mean, when you first started in the game, I barely understood what you were saying because you weren't enunciating. All I do it. I literally, for anybody who remembers LimeWire, I literally Googled like, oh, le, do it. Le. <laughs> Spell le. <laughs> but now, come full circle, you know, you grew. I'm talking to you, Flocka. Gucci grew. It made me really happy to see, seeing where you guys came from. Then you had your falling out. Then both of y'all got wise. It was dope. But wise, now, huh? But now, interesting. You ain't black no more. You Native American. <laughs> that's what. I, that's <laughs> wise. I mean, he's he was talking about woke. I mean, it seemed like he did. He only woke halfway up. <laughs> it seemed like it seemed like he only woke up at midnight. This shit, my man didn't even wake up in the morning. This shit hurt my heart, bro. I hate seeing like I mean Raven Simone did this and and it was like okay whatever like you're Raven you haven't been popping in a minute. I don't care about you that much. I can understand why you got a little crazy. You a Disney star. Like yeah, you could be doing a lot worse than just forgetting right. your racial we identity. Spoke on the Disney Channel complex before. Imagine being on Disney and having a Disney <laughs> Imagine Channel Imagine being the Disney Channel complex. Damn. <laughs> Next level psychology right there on the Sensei Said So show. <laughs> but, I mean, we saw, what's his name? Orlando, not Orlando Bloom. I almost said Orlando Bloom. Orlando, Orlando Jordan. <laughs> her co-host, he went all the way crazy. Orlando Brown. Same. <laughs> there we go. Who's Orlando? Oh, he's a singer. Oh, damn. Sorry to the singer. Orlando Brown. I didn't mean to slander you. Orlando <laughs> Brown. And you he you know, him and Cat Williams, they 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 was they was they was in the same falling off boat, you know. So the reason why I brought him up is because we want to let you know that the anybody who got upset about the Disney complex, just let you know it goes both ways. It can happen to either one either either side. But for somebody like Flocka, who he's he's said questionable things in the past. So as a fan, as somebody who, I mean, Waka Flocka was essentially my spirit animal. Wow. <laughs> not mine. He's not mine. It, it hurts to hear him say this. And 
it gets to a conversation that needs to be had where having too much freedom and having the ability, like we talked about last week, if you didn't listen to the Ivy episode where we talk about opinions, you get to a point where it's like, we're opening way too many doors and we're not closing enough doors in this country. There's too many things that are up for conversation. There's too many things that we still haven't figured out. We still haven't figured out race relations in this country, but now you're just not a race. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I get. Where, I don't even get where you're trying to go, to be honest. It's just one of those things. It's like you're trying to complicate things for the sake of complicating things. <laughs> you're trying to be deep for the sake of being deep rather than having an actual point. That's just what it feels like to me. I mean, I only saw this because you brought it to my attention. So what did you think about it? I was, I mean, to be honest, I thought it was a hoax. <laughs> Damn shame it wasn't. <laughs> really, really was upset that it wasn't when I found out it wasn't. But when I saw the article on, uh, it was on, it was on the complex, uh, complex.com and I just the the problem with that was if you're gonna denounce if you're gonna denounce your melanin your 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 afro your af afrocentricity you know your blackness how why would you just assume that you are a, are a, are an American Indian a North American Indian at that out of all the Americas. You are with us dark, us dark African skinned, sun kissed, blessed as hell. Believe it. <laughs> Believe that. We're just, we're, we're just, we're just from where? We're just from North America. I'm blown. I don't know where he got his facts. If he paid for, if he paid for some sort of history lineage, uh, investigation or, or 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 site or whatever, he needed to get his money back. What he needed to do is he 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 needs he needs to go talk to somebody. Well, let me ask you. Why are so many people worried about being black or being seen as black or African-American? Because, I mean, we, Africa obviously is a continent. So for the people who have, I don't want to say lost their culture, to the people who have allowed their culture to be stolen. And I say, I say that for a reason, because it's not their fault that some of y'all don't know where you came from, but you don't have an excuse with the Internet. So it's a it's it's two thing. It was taken from you, but you've allowed it to remain taken. So I don't knock anybody who uses the African American um, label for themselves. That's fine. Right. But we know that we're Nigerian American. We were born in America, but the blood in our veins is very Niger. Yes. So my question is: Is why are there so many? Well, I shouldn't say so many, but what is the issue with being African American? Like, why would you want to denounce your people? Talking to Raven Simone. <laughs> talking Stacey to Stacy Dash. Stacy Dash. Like, is there something wrong with being African American that y'all haven't told us? Because as far as I, I've seen, like American culture is now Black culture. There's no separating the two. Cam Newton had everybody dabbing last year. Dipping, dabbing on the uh, which was Amigos' invention. That's <laughs> what's right. Exactly. You have. <laughs> You have millions, of, like millions, like tens of millions of people watching this quarterback, this black icon out here, out here listening to Amigos trap song from Atlanta. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hip hop has now become the number one um, 
genre in America, which essentially is the world because we don't give a damn what else anybody else is really doing. Shout out to Cardi B. <laughs> oh, damn. It's one of those things that we're going to essentially talk about the NBA and everything next because, you know, sports is just it's too much right now. But black culture is American culture for all of you guys that hate to hear me say that, which is a damn shame. Which we know we know who you voted for, <laughs> Lil Trump. But listen, it's it's it's, it's it's American culture is black culture because they 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 would not be any type of as relevant in the in the social aspect or in the in the media aspect if 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 we were all gone. That's what I'm saying. Both are kind of true. But we Ameri- would be lit in Africa. Nolly would go up. Crazy. Hey. <laughs> We'd be going crazy in Nollywood. Shout out to my mom. If you've never uh, listened or watched the a Niger movie, I, I implore you to go on YouTube right now and type in a Nigerian movie because the dramatics and the flair, it's, it's entertaining. It's entertaining for sure. But that's essentially what I'm saying, though, is American culture is black culture. You look at the history of it like you you stripped away people that you brought into this country, unvolunteered immigrants into this country, and you took away their culture. And now from zero, they created a new culture. So American culture is black culture. But the opposite is also true. Black culture is American culture because unfortunately nobody is checking on what Blake Sheldon is doing recently. (laughs) (laughs) But please believe that 2 Chainz did a full concert in a wheelchair because he's popping like that. I bought a ticket. Yeah, and you went. Yay. And how was it? True. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So with black culture being American culture and American culture being black culture, we're going to take a quick break, listen to some music, vibe out a little bit, and we're going to dive into a little bit of one of the biggest aspects of black culture, which is the sports world that we dominate. Entertainment industry. But it's also trying to be taken from us. So let's vibe out and let's get into them topics on the Sensei Said So Show Show. Yeah. I've been getting to the money. Diamonds on me while they run. Hit the plug up when it's sunny. Put my dick up in the tummy. I've been trying to make moves. She just want me cause I groove. She don't want to hit the truth. Set the fire to the booth. If you want to be with me, try to be down with the hustle. If you want to see the measure range, then you got to let me do my thing. If you wanna be with me, gotta be done with the hustle. If you wanna see the measure range, then you gotta let me do my thing. They done let that nigga loose. Not your boy up on the roof. Had it on me like it's proof. Money dance, I'm on the roof. I've been chasing all this paper. I've been ballin' like a Laker. Fuck that bitch, I never dated. Pick the rent, now I'm the saver. Now we movin' like the majors. Take the state, I bring the bangers. Clean up like I'm at the hangers. Money team ain't no debating. Skirt a nigga like he tiny. All they wanna do is see me fall. Lord knows I'm about to make it famous. I don't think it's really up to you how much money I get for a play. If you wanna be with me, you gotta be down with the hustle. If you wanna see the measuring, gotta let me do my thing. You are listening to the Sensei Said So Show. Yeah. Tune in wherever you listen to your podcast iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. 
never too late to ride. Diamond getting to the money. Diamonds on me while I run. Hit the plug up when it's sunny. Put my dick up in the tummy. I've been trying to make moves. She just want me cause I grew. She don't wanna hit the truth. Set the fire to the booth. If you wanna be with me, gotta be down with the hustle. If you wanna see the measure range, then you gotta let me do my thing. If you wanna be with me, gotta be down with the hustle. If you wanna see the measure range, then you gotta let me do my thing. If I do not make a hundred K, I will not sleep tonight. Some days I feel like Superman and money is my kryptonite. Blue hunters all around me, shit, I think I'll be a crypt tonight. But if I'm gonna make it happen, I gotta flip that shit tonight. Smoke great on the porch late. They on my neck cause the merch late. Had to let them know it's coming soon. Hit up shadow in the afternoon. What's good, brother, man? Gotta get the money attitude. In my vision, I got ambition. Hundred million, that's the prescription. Hey. Gotta hustle all night and day. Till I get it, I'ma be up late. All night in the studio. Gotta get it for the bankroll. Money team, make the money go. Gotta hustle all night and day. Till I get it, I'ma be up late. All night in the studio. Gotta get it for the bankroll. Money team, make the money go. So that was Money Team, the newest song that we just put out, Music Clan, Mind Body Beats, Tuan, you know the team, the clan. I like that song a lot. I can't wait for the next one to drop. It's going to be a dope one. It's going to follow up Money Team really nice. We got a, we got a long string of hitters for y'all, so just make sure y'all follow us on every social media platform so that y'all can get the hottest, newest music and newest podcast out. And you already know music is in the description. So if you want to find those links, if you want to listen back, if you enjoy the song as much as we do, then please, please, please don't don't hesitate to vibe out with us and the music that we're creating because that's just another form of conversation. That's the conversation we can have where we can just vibe and just chill. But when we're on the podcast, we got to get in the zone. In the zone. Let's get all the way in the zone. So we kind of talked about it a little bit, but the man for the people, Colin Kaepernick, is back. So we tried not to talk about the NFL, but the NFL is doing way too much. <laughs> the Not For Us League, the No Freedom League. It's hard not to talk about them. They just always just doing some... Just. But I feel like it's always for the wrong reason. I feel like this is a year that the NFL is really, um, really taking a hit, really taking a struggle because... Star players are getting hurt every day. J.J. Watt just went down again. You have what's going on with Jamel Hill. Now you have Colin Kaepernick getting suspended. and Well, not necessarily suspended. He was essentially blackballed. <laughs> That's and really he realized that that was going on. And then now he's suing them. If you can't join them, sue them. <laughs> Hashtag it, run it. Huh, let the people know what's going on with Colin. If y'all do not know... Colin Kaepernick has filed a suit against the NFL uh, via Sports Illustrated. Uh, I read this. And he is filing a suit for collusion. Collusion. <laughs> it is the people versus the Colin. I would say it's 
I mean, are the what side are the people on? Are the people on the side of the NFL? It is the or? league versus the people. To be honest, that's what I feel. Because like the league at this point, the league, the league, they're not really, they're not really doing themselves the the, uh, the biggest favor by not even giving him a third string contract. Second string, let him earn his way up. Like you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of Friday Night Lights. Remember the Titan ass stories out there, especially <laughs> when it's like fucking eighteen quarterbacks have got hurt in the first ten games. Like everybody, every every time I I try to avoid, I'm not actively watching the NFL. It's not something that I really care about anymore because we're gonna get into how lit the NBA is here in a second. So um, my sports fandom is fully satisfied with who I am currently with. I don't need another provider. But every time I look up or anytime I get a, a notification on Bleacher Report, it's always about somebody getting hurt, Rogers getting hurt, players getting hurt left and right. And it's like, this man is healthy, able-bodied. And that is a rarity in the NFL at this point. <laughs> really, though? And... At this point, we're really looking at the NFL and people aren't going to like what I have to say, but Colin Kaepernick and kneeling and him suing the NFL is the least of the NFL's concern. Because honestly, this sport and this this whole commodity that is the NFL is going to be extinct in five to ten years. So all of you (laughs) need to leave football and go play football right now because Mm. there's more money. There's more longevity. There's more life to be lived. There's more brain power in playing <laughs> this is the this, original football. This is Sensei's campaign for the youth out there to get into the nearest football program you can. That's what I'm saying. If you don't know what we're saying, we're saying soccer. We're saying one of the most beautiful games to ever be invented. And we just we just missed the World Cup, the upcoming World Cup. We lost to Trinidad and fucking Tobago. <sighs> Imagine if we had some of our NFL stars who are not about to get paid because they're going to get hurt. (laughs) Come on the soccer side. Come on the football side. Some of you running backs, save yourself. You could be all-star forwards in the MLS, make the MLS pop, and then from there we take over soccer. There's so much money to be made. Run it up. Run it up. And they'll accept us. We have full African countries. They, They love us. The NFL has shown that... The, the reason why I have an issue with the NFL is they have actively shown that they're not for the people. It's too hard to ignore at this point. The people meaning the players, the people meaning the fans. It's really <laughs> the people. There's a lot of people, right? There's a hell of people involved. It's really the shield. Like we said earlier, Cam Newton was dabbing on folks all last year. And what did they do? Find him every single time. It was mad. So let me ask you, because I... It's easy for me to disassociate with NFL because I didn't grow up playing football. I feel like that's one of those things like boxing where if people in your life or you didn't gravitate to it early, it's really easy to be like, whoa, like I see what the entertainment value in in this is, but shit, this is getting hard to watch. So as somebody who did grow up playing football, let me let me ask your POV on the whole situation. (laughs) And I really and I and I really did grow up in in that football life, really in that padded life, really been playing football since I was since I was a what do they call him a gremlin <laughs> in the youth program. Shout out to all my coaches out there that mentored me. I grew I grew with y'all, my love. But 
the problem with football was the problem and, and and I guess it I guess it is the NFL because it's not all football. There's there's different levels of football that do take a lot of precautions, you know. But I feel like I feel like the NFL at the highest level of the highest level of football that is played in the world, that is the NFL. That people are that 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 the athletes are really hurting, damaging, and killing themselves for this game. When they don't need to be, you know, and I'm not saying quit football. I'm not saying don't nobody play football. I'm not saying I'm not saying dead the whole NFL. You know, I'm not because I am a Rams fan and let Todd Gurley go crazy. (laughs) Please do, you know. But in that being said, there's a lot of positions and, and in situations in football that make it that make it really dangerous for you to watch your 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 loved one play the sport. You know, I'm glad that you went there because I wanted to ask you this question. I'm assuming you plan on procreating. I'm assuming that you plan on having children. Would you let your son or daughter or whatever gender they identify with? Because who knows what we're going to be doing at that time. I mean, (laughs) would you let them play football? To be honest, TBH I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really put a heavy football influence on my children, you know. I played a lot of sports. I didn't only play football, I played basketball, sort captain of. in my high school basketball team. Kind Shout of. out to everybody you yet. <laughs> Allegedly. Skyline High alum, don't play with me. Or play with me. Whatever Results you want. may do. vary. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> But yeah, I played I played a lot of sports, so it, so it wasn't like I just thought that football was was the only way to express your athleticism in the world and and make it and and and, and right and and have it. So because of the recent studies that have come out, concussion, yeah, especially especially along the lines of that Will Smith movie concussion, yes, concussion <laughs> <laughs> with the with the CTE scans and the damages to the brain and all that. It, I just, I couldn't, put, I couldn't find it in myself to encourage my children to play such a to play such a savage sport, you know, right? Because it is, you have to be a real bred athlete to play football. You have to really. Love contact, you know, accept aggression, really, but still be graceful and still not try and blow your knee out. <laughs> There's a lot of requirements yes. with, 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 damn near, with damn near 22 people on the field. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm in the position where it's like I, I empower my, my children, my child, my children to be, to be whatever they want to be. But with football and other things like that that have to do with the head and the brain injury. My only thing is, and when my kids listen back to this, I'm talking to y'all, you better be nice. It needs to be like you're a transcendent, like you're a transcendent talent. And I would be a dickhead not to be like, okay, like you can do this on a professional level. If you're just about to be some JV (laughs) ass concussion kid, no. No, 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 no. There's tennis, baseball, basketball, s- football. How long? How long you gonna give him? <laughs> See, that's that's what's that's what's hard about it is you really don't know. You really just have to watch and see what they gravitate to. But I think by getting into high school, you kind of have an idea. 
you of, kind of, of have of, an of, idea of, of how like, well they can perform in the in competition. Right. You might be a late bloomer, but I'm not willing to wait. So sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's many a sport. <laughs> that's that's the thing I'm saying is there are many a sport. I don't particularly watch baseball, but oh yeah, go play baseball, please. They're giving out hundreds of millions of dollars of contracts guaranteed. And that's the big thing to me is sure you can give out the millions of dollars, but the fact that the NFL is such a dangerous sport and they're not willing to guarantee contracts, it puts it into a conversation where it's like, do you care more about your numbers or people? See, as I am the sensei that talks about on the Sensei Said So show, we talk about me being a sensei in terms of music, but I also am a sensei in profession because I teach sales and I teach people how to make money and stuff like that. And when I'm talking to them about the way they look at the job and they look at how they're selling, it's not selling a product, it's selling people. You're a person. Like, you want to keep that perspective because that's going to keep your intentions pure. That's right. going to keep everything in the right frame of mind. I feel like the NFL has been lost that if they even <laughs> had it, if they even had it, it's hard for me not to look at it because it's like, why wouldn't you guarantee contracts? How can you as a human look at what you're putting other humans through and say, you might get your money. <laughs> you're going to get your money. Maybe. <laughs> I've heard a lot of things about like Diddy and other people saying that we want to create our own leagues. And I'll say the only way that I'm going to support, even if we are going to create our own leagues, if we put our money together, if y'all want to wait till I get my money up a little bit, I'll for sure join you guys. We should, we should, we should, we should have been created our own leagues. Couple leagues. I can't believe that we're so late to it. And I, and, and, and I, and I don't mean me as in me, cause I'm not, I'm not part of the, the percentage that can even afford it, but I will be. So play with me, but wait on it, wait on it. Just wait on it. I'm coming. But as a, as a community, as a cultural sport, as a cultural event that, that is really now ingrained in, in us, in our, in our culture, what is stopping us? What is stopping any single superstar player max contract signee from investing into into another league where they you know with with whatever whatever rules and requirements or equality that, that that they deem suitable for the you know for the public and for the culture and for the game to progress forward everybody should be with it but i feel like nobody in football has really nobody in the nfl has really taken that that leap, you know, Kaepernick took that leap, right. and they and they cut him off. They took that he took that leap, and he took that leap, and then they they cut the bridge. They said, "All right, you could. I mean, if you want to leap, you can float." They looked, <laughs> no, they looked back at everybody else and said, "Oh, if y'all want to do what he did, look." You know, but if but imagine if 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 Colin, when he he knew he wasn't going to get signed, he knew he was getting blackballed, decided made a conscious effort to banned the people that are kneeling from the NFL to a a a, a brother league, a, a a father league, you know, a grandfather league, hey, hey. <laughs> for the soul, you know, something like that, so that so that you, you, so that then the NFL would have no choice but to snap it into shape, or else they're just gonna dissipate. The only thing that I ask is they gotta guarantee the contracts. Because it doesn't make sense to play that game and not guarantee the contracts. The reason why I feel like they're 
there's fear is one what happened with Kaepernick is if if one player kneels one more than one player kneeled but one player in the position of power that is the quarterback position decided to kneel and they blocked blackballed him the way they did imagine what happens if you try to start a league they're going to use all of their funds to try to blackball your whole league and i think that's what people are afraid of but the problem is is that's what they want us to be afraid of right is the game supposed to be above the culture and the movement is the real question and please let us know by the way this is a question for all the followers out there and everybody tuning in let us know if you do think that the culture is bigger than the game or if the game is bigger than the culture i personally think that i would rather find a new profession they get blackballed out of some type of league. That's what I'm saying. But you want to what league we don't have to worry about? The motherfucking NBA. Because the NBA is plugged in. The NBA <laughs> understands the culture is too important. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. And then we're going to get in. We're going to dive all the way in because we got a new NBA season. I'm so excited. And we're going to talk about that here in the next little bit. We got the tip off. Tip off. Tip off. I learned a lot from them hustles. Yeah. Learned you gotta keep a stick. Hey. Learned to never trust a sucker. Yeah. Learned to never trust a bitch. Yeah. Learned you gotta keep a bag. Ooh. Learned how to spot a snitch. Hey. Learned to never ever brag. Yeah. Practice catches had to sit. But one thing I didn't learn was how to lose. That's true. They hate to see me win, but in my face they say I'm proud of you. Check man, I took a nigga's queen, that's a power move. Never start shit and run from it, that's what cowards do. Nah, nah. I'm making bread, no scones. Ooh. Checking prices on homes. Hey. If you left when I was alone, it's too late, please don't yeah, call my yeah, phone. Yeah. New number who this? New number who this? Hey. New number who this? Hey. New number who this? Hey. I put the bullshit on hold. I picked the part out to get rich. Yeah. New number who this? Hey. New number who this? Took the city on my own. Yeah. Earn respect from the vets. True. Turn the chair to a throne. Curl the rule, 50 rips. Couldn't even fuck your girl, but she can't offer more than sex. I'm all about that proper loan. I'm always running up a check. I need a ride for my queen. I need a yacht and a jet. Those will put me up some lean. I can feel it in my chest. Guns full of blue dream. Microdoses keep me feeling fresh. Couple hundred stuffed in my jeans. I'm a hundred, baby, that's a bet. I won't stop till I'm in the bins with the roof gone. That's true. All these niggas hating could get cut like a coupon. Get sliced. No NBA jams. I'm on fire. Y'all lukewarm. About to plan a trip down to Italy. Yeah, literally, I'm too on. Hey. <laughs> new number who this? New number who this? Hey. New number who this? Hey. New number who this? Yeah. I put the bullshit on hold. Uh. I picked the part to get rich. Ooh. New number who this? Hey. New number who this? New number who this? New number who this? Hey. New number who this? Hey. New number who this? Yeah. I put the bullshit on hold. Uh. I picked the part to get rich. Ooh. New number who this? Hey. New number who this? So that was new number who this love that song that's what i say when comcast calls me and say if i wanted to subscribe to my nfl <laughs> package i say who number who this uh. <laughs> because i love the nba the nba i feel like is doing everything right they've embraced the culture they've embraced the internet they've embraced the players they understand that players are brands they understand that the players have the power so you must acquiesce to their desires. That is the American way. That is meritocracy. That is free market capitalism. At its finest. The American way. That's what you, we all, that's what people threw fucking tea in the ocean for. 
at some point. <laughs> so since we're talking about the NBA, we got an upcoming brand new NBA season, the soap opera, the drama that is the NBA. So we want to talk about it a little bit. Of course. So I know that it's just the beginning of the season, but, you know, we we want to tell the future. We want to get shit on wax early. So when it happens, we can say, hey, you heard it first on the Sensei Said So show. This is where you have to tune in. So I wanted to start first with the Eastern Conference. The East Coast is the Beast Coast, that's, as some may that's, say. That's, 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 I'm familiar with there. I got a team in there. So what we're going to do just uh, to set a little frame is I'm going to give you just a rough prediction on who are the top eight seeds in each team. Each team I wanted to, I mean, you don't know how to talk about each team, especially in the East, because damn. <laughs> there's a cliff there. <laughs> there's some bottom feeders. <laughs> but I'll give you the eight teams that I see making the playoffs and just give me your thoughts. Am I crazy? Am I on point? And I want you guys to do the same. It's kind of like a high-low report. Tell me which teams you're high on, which teams you're lower on, who I'm sleeping on. Let me know where I'm at in the comments, Facebook, Twitter. I'm more on Twitter now, so hit me up Mm. and let me know if I'm crazy or if I'm accurate. Accurate. (laughs) (laughs) So in the Eastern Conference, number one seed, I'm taking the Cavs. Whoa. The disrespect. Already. You already disagree. (laughs) Who got the number one seed in the East last season? Who allowed the Boston Celtics to get the number one seed last season? His name was LeBron James. Okay. So he he not going to do it again? Do I think he's going to allow them to get the number one seed this year? No. (laughs) And that's why I have put them as the... He lost the finals this year. He's a little bit motivated. They didn't just come back from 3-1. You guys got a lot of circumstances that benefited you. His homies there, Dwayne Wade. We got Derrick Rose who says this is his comeback year. He said they got to pay me double after this next season. Ooh, he's trying to prove them. So if we just talk about potential because is this team good enough to beat the Warriors? No. But, Who the Cavs? Yeah, no way. <laughs> you gonna say all that, and then you still gonna not call him shit? Just they just not good enough to beat the championship team. Remember earlier when I said the East Coast is the Beast Coast? Only some people think that, and that's definitely not in the NBA. <laughs> so, is the adding of Derrick Rose because we don't know when Isaiah Thomas is coming back, but we already know you already know what he can do. Yes, but you have LeBron, you have Jay Crowder, you have Dwayne Wade, like. This team is good enough to take the number one seed. They should have been the number one seed last year because let's talk about what happened in the playoffs. They, the Celtics weren't much, much of a, much of a challenge. Much of a challenge. They won that in what five games, four games. It wasn't too much. They easily were the best. Everybody knew that the Cavs were the best team in the East, except for maybe you and a couple people in Massachusetts. They were a healthier team at the time. Was a great series. Anyways, so let's get into the number two team. I have the Celtics. Oh, yeah. Run it up. Hey. So do you not feel like number two is adequate? It's a brand new team. Four of the five starters are new. Celtics, two seed. Celtics, two seed is, is, is. It's not, it's a bit disrespectful, but. 
it's not all the way outrageous, you know. One or two are interchangeable. That's you know they 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 clash. They battle for the title. It happens. We do our thing. We trade players. Players trade each other. Man, I can't believe Isaiah Thomas left us. That's it's a tragedy. But welcome Kyrie and Kyrie go crazy. Go crazy. And listen, the Celtics, number two, with Kyrie coming after LeBron, coming after Dwayne Wade, coming after who, Derrick Rose? Derrick Rose on who, LeBron, on, on, I mean, Derrick Rose on Kyrie? Who's a better basketball player, Kyrie Irving or LeBron James? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> what I mean, LeBron, I mean, you know, you already know LeBron do numbers. LeBron do. Well, let day. me ask another question. Who's who do you think is more worried about who do you think Kyrie is more worried about LeBron or do you think LeBron is more worried about Kyrie? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think two is a good place. The one thing that's interesting is Gordon Hayward doesn't get talked about very much anymore. Gordon Hayward is a... He's a... What is he, a one-time All-Star? Honestly, he's a one-time All-Star that that we just acquired, and he's promising, so there's a lot of upside with him. We have have a young, dynamic, good scoring team. I want to say great, but we'll see when the season really starts, but I really do think they're going to be a high-scoring, efficient team. So let me give you you're going to you're going to step in the shoes of Danny Ainge. You're a Celtics fan, so I'm going to stay here a little bit. I'm going to pick your brain. So I'm going to give you two player types and you tell me who you would want to build the team around. So player A, mm-hmm. he's around 6-4. Offensive wizard, can score with both hands and shoot the three off the dribble. Doesn't play make too much and can't really guard his position and for damn sure can't guard any other positions. <laughs> we're not going to talk about rebounding or anything like that because now we're just getting absurd with this type of player. And then you have player B. He's about 6'9". Plays the, four, the three but can switch to the four. Maybe even the two depending on the matchup. Can rebound, pass, shoot, score and guard his position. Do you want to start a, a team around player A or player B? That sounds like a loaded question. <laughs> really does. But I think they're accurate descriptions. Accurate. Just remember Isaiah Thomas led a above average Celtic squad to number one in the East, Eastern Conference. Above the above the Cavaliers, out of nowhere, out of the whirlwind. I would more say the Cavaliers allowed Isaiah Thomas an above average squad to be the number one seed. <laughs> I think that's a more accurate statement. <laughs> but yeah, I got um, TBH. I am worried about the Cavaliers. LeBron is, is is that man. He really is. He earned it. He really do his thing. I'm I'm hurt, betrayed that Isaiah Thomas is not is not with us anymore. But I have faith in Kyrie and Gordon. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see and Jason Tatum run it up. So I have a lot of faith in the in the in the in the Celtics. So let's go Celtics, run it up. All right. So let's talk about your guys' rivals. I have your rivals at number three, the Washington Wizards. John Wall, Bradley Beal. We got I mean, they didn't really make any big acquisitions in the offseason, but their starting lineup gave y'all trouble. Are you sweating the Wizards? 
I think that the additions, I think the additions that we have that the, that the Celtics do have now, put them above the bar that they were last year. And last year they, it it was a bit of a struggle to beat the Wizards, but it it wasn't going to go any other way. I want to talk know, about the that. Wizards a little bit because I. I don't know if this is more a prediction or my wish list to NBA Santa Claus or whatever the case may be, but Otto Porter, Marcin Gortat <laughs> to the Pelicans for Boogie Cousins. If there is anybody listening, if there is any basketball Jesus, if there is any Jesus shuttles worth listening, <laughs> I would really enjoy to see Boogie, Beal, and Wall together on the same team. Figure out the rest from there. Mm. That's a trade I want to see. So hopefully one team is bad enough throughout the season that they're willing to get desperate, make a trade like that, because shit. <laughs> that would be great to see. That's just great for the NBA in general. Then the Celtics have something to worry about because Al Horford does not want to see any parts of this Boogie. He don't want to dance to this Boogie. He don't even want to dance to Boogie. So let's get into the number four seed, the Toronto Raptors. Not a lot of movement. You take out P.J. Tucker, you insert C.J. Miles, but you basically got the same DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, the four seed. What do you feel about the Raptors? If anything, the, the six. The Raptors, the Raptors are a wild card in my book. I think that DeMar DeRozan and um, Kyle Lowry have the, have the potential to be a, a conference championship caliber uh a uh, backcourt, but I don't think that they play consistently enough to execute that. And I admire the team; I really do love that team. I love watching them play and everything too. But I, I just don't, I don't think that they have the chemistry and the and and really the the high scoring, the high scoring offense enough to compete with any team that's going to be in the conference championship. Right. And I'm glad that you said that because I really do feel like last year was their year. I feel like last year they had the year where they got the new acquisitions. They were feeling good. Everything was popping and they still got their asses worked by the Cavs. So it's <laughs> one of those things where it's like if it's like a baseline, if you can't score 120 points, like there's no place for you in today's NBA at the, the upper echelon in the elite. Because you know the Cavs putting up a buck twenty, easy. We the the Celtics have potential to put up those kind of numbers. I mean, you put Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and Kyrie Irving together, you better put up points because you're not about to guard anybody. <laughs> so <laughs> numbers, you're gonna give up 111 points, so you better put up at least 117. So it's like you look at the Raptors and you say C.J. Miles is what. Like, Sergi Baca is what at this point? Valanchunas is what at this point? So even if Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan both give you 30, are you going to get another 60 from players like DeLon Wright and <laughs> Jakob Porto? Shout out to the U, but hey. Hey, they're not scorers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just hard. It's just hard. I don't know what the Raptors, they need a lot of Drake synergy. Maybe Drake needs to come to more games or something like that so they can get some of his energy or good luck or whatever they got going over in the six because the NBA team needs it because the team that is coming up behind them, they have a full-fledged 100% thoroughbred Nigerian by the name of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. And the league is his soon. Yes. 
<laughs> See, I put the I put the Bucks behind the Raptors, and as we were talking about it, as I was just looking at their rosters and comparing, I don't even know how confident I am not putting the Bucks at the four spot above the Raptors. Above the Raptors, of course, with their with the, with with their moves, I I would have. Let I, me know what you guys think in the comments. Bucks or Raptors? Who do you got? That's our first question that we have. We'll put that in the poll on IG if you want to tune in. Who do you think's better? But what are you saying about you think the Bucks are better? I do. I think I think that I think that the Bucks are in their raw form a better team. A better a, a better uh athletic. They're, they're, they're a more athletic basketball team. I would agree with that. Than the, the, the you know than the than the Toronto Raptors. However, the Toronto Raptors have have a lot more experience True. than they do, but I feel like their experience doesn't trump the athleticism and the experience they will gain in the short amount of time that the Raptors have to even do anything with. I think, I think the key is Thon Maker or Thon McCur. I'm just gonna call him Maker because it, I'm American. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't pronounce shit right if we don't feel like it. Right, but. I think the answer is Thon Maker because if Thon Maker can be the player that KG and Giannis and all these players have talked about, this dynamic big who can shot block, shoot, take you off the dribble, and that allows Giannis to play full at the four, like you're talking about something that's brand new. You're talking about something that like you have 6'11 Thon Maker, 6'11 Giannis, 6'9 Chris Middleton, 6'8 Tony Snell, and 6'5 Brogdon, the president. <laughs> like, you're putting together an interesting team, and we haven't even talked about Jabari Parker, who's hurt, but hopefully he comes back and he can continue to produce the way he produced, especially when I saw them when they came to Utah and played our jazz. He attacks the basket. He's not afraid to, to go at it. If he can get better on defense, that'll really help, but... Just what the Bucks have going for them right now, their rookie DJ Wilson is another player who's around 6'10", lanky, who can shoot as well. They do have a lot of length and height and athleticism. They really do. I like the Bucks. I might. I'm open to if anybody can persuade me because I am kind of leaning on history and leaning on what the Raptors have done, but I'm not confident on it. If I'm giving an over under, I'm saying this is a soft over, but the Bucks might be the team. The Bucks might be the one to the Bucks are gonna have the league. Whatever team Giannis is, if he stays in the East, there's gonna be a point in time where he's just gonna have the league. Or at least have the conference. At least have the conference. When I don't LeBron, it, it really is just when LeBron leaves. <laughs> I don't doubt it. So these next two teams are pretty interchangeable to me. I have the Heat led by Dion Waiters and Hassan Whiteside, Goran Drogic and them. Empty as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Just look vacant as shit. <laughs> and then I have the Hornets at seven with Kemba, Malik Monk, and Dwight Howard. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a little flair. That's a little excitement in the squad, but... I don't know how well the chemistry is going to work together. and But, I, I mean, I'm not knocking. I, I I know there's a lot of speculation about Dwight Howard and how many franchises he's moved and, and the, you know, the arguments and the and the drama that he's been, he's been in with a lot of organizations. But 
you have to remember about Dwight Howard that there was a point in time where he w- he was damn near the best center in the world. There was a point in time where if it wasn't for Andrew Bynum and our three champions, two championships that we got, he might have been. <laughs> he, Andrew Bynum, <laughs> you're talking about Andrew Bynum, took his, took his shine, ran it out. He did. But I, I'm glad that you brought up because you, you hear stories of the Atlanta Hawks and their players cheering in exuberance when Dwight Howard got traded. And that's <laughs> never a good sign. <laughs> but I mean... If he could just, I think the worst thing that happened to Dwight Howard was Shaq. Shaq but, got in his head when they had their little beef. He, Dwight won that battle in that game. What? When, you don't remember that when, when, when they. <laughs> well, that was an old Shaq. Oh, yeah, it was an old Shaq. It was, it was an old about, shit-talking Shaq, though. Well, Shaq's been talking, talking shit. Was, you know, talking, Shaq ain't never going to stop talking shit. But I'm talking about when Shaq said Brooke Lopez was better than him because he was like, all Dwight does is pick and roll and dunk. Uh, I like players who score in the post. And Dwight had the, well, I can score in the post. <laughs> and then tried to start scoring in the post and realized that your post game is so ugly. <laughs> your post is stepkid ugly. So... <laughs> It, it, it threw off his mojo. If he just kept, if he just did what DeAndre Jordan does, if he can just do what DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Jordan is doing with Kemba, just set good screens, roll to the rim. At minimum. And jump really high. At minimum, what else can he do? <laughs> he can't shoot free throws. I did see him go coast to coast and spin move dunk on somebody. That was interesting. Okay. But that scares me because... Even if you haven't played in the NBA, all my people who have played pickup, who have played in a game of basketball, you know that one person on the court that even if they score, it's still a good thing for your team because you know, oh, they score once. They're shooting their whole team out the game. (laughs) I feel like that's exactly what happened when Dwight went coast to coast is he's now going to be like, oh, yeah, it's all me. I'm pointing Dwight. I see Carl yeah, Anthony Towns and Jokic and all them doing this. I can do this too. And that's the worst thing for him. <laughs> you but, so, uh, so you're saying he needs to he needs to go back to being more of a more of a jump uh, athletic what we had jump man that swing man a swing man big. No, what he needs to New do age, is what? very simple. He needs to be called what I like to call a verb big. Everything that you describe about this big man is just a verb. Oh Run, jump, <laughs> strong. <laughs> like, that's exactly what you need to do. Don't worry about, oh, shimmy, Hakeem shake. Like, now we're talking about nouns. You're not a noun big. You're a verb big. Run, jump, strong, screens, catch. <laughs> you, know he be, you know he'd be dancing. Maybe them dance lessons really got to his game. Stop. The last dance he did was the nay nay and he needs to no no. He needs to stop. <laughs> he needs to stop he on it. He needs to go go. <laughs> he needs to get out the paint. He needs to pogo. Ooh. Just jump, my nigga. You lost your mojo. He in that slow-mo. <laughs> <laughs> we had to remind y'all that we make music. <laughs> now this last team, the eight seed. I had to put him in it. It doesn't make sense to put him in it but I have the 76ers in the NBA playoffs. Do you know how long it's been since we've said those words? I have a love-hate relationship with the 76ers. If any, if, if any of y'all know me personally and now 
globally, <laughs> professionally, <laughs> professionally, yes, y'all know that my biggest basketball idol was Allen Iverson, the answer to everybody's questions and dilemmas that y'all needed on the court. <laughs> you play like it. Hey, exactly. But yes, and the and the seventy sixers. I I know he was. I know he was a a bit high maintenance. Sorry, Allen. I love you, but. Y'all still could have just let my man have his legacy and retire and shoot all the shots in in Philly like Kobe did in L.A. Why y'all have to why y'all have to get rid of him like that? And so I, that's my love hate relationship because they really had to let Iverson go and Iverson was bouncing around all these other. And you're still um, holding on to that to this day. You ain't gonna let the young kids. Rock. Why you think I'm a Celtics fan? Oh, you jumped all the way off the. Banner. I jumped all the way off the 76ers. You know, no, you know, no, no hate toward him because because I really rocked with him for a long time because Alan, you know, because of Iverson. But well, what about the most entertaining player in the NBA by the name of Joel Embiid? Enter- the most entertaining player in the NBA. Joel Embiid is hilarious. Did you see the <laughs> shit that he was talking shit about Hassan Whiteside no, on Twitter? What did he say? He said he was like first in the game. Hassan Whiteside picked up three quick fouls trying to guard him. He looked at the heat bench and said, y'all need to sub your man out. He's about to get fouled out. He can't guard me. I love it. I love the talk. (laughs) Then he got on Twitter and was like, you only worry about your stats, but your team terrible and your plus minus was horrible. Talking about advanced stats. So he's giving him high level disses. I need Joel Embiid to be healthy. My prediction for the 76ers winning the playoffs is hinging on him playing at least 65 games. Ben Simmons doing Ben Simmons things. Pass, okay. score, dribble. You're still shooting with the wrong hand, but that's fine. Limping. He's... Uh... <laughs> The one thing I want to ask you about is, bro, have you seen what Markel Fultz did to his shot? I, to his what? To his jump shot. To, what do you mean did to his jump oh, shot? Oh, he changed his jumper and it is one of the Ugliest things oh, I've ever wow. seen. God. As our resident college basketball analyst, because college <laughs> basketball trash, you're barely ever going to hear me talk about college basketball. Crazy college NBA basketball lit tea. No. NCAA, I rock with it. Just give him some Shout bad. out to my homie still playing college basketball, but. Pay him the Skrilla, please. Eventually. <laughs> ASAP. But what did you think of Markel Fultz coming out of college? Did you ever get a chance to watch him? I did. I got a chance to watch him uh, and Lonzo Ball play uh, in college. Um, what was the uh, UCLA versus Washington? Washington, yes, yep. exactly. And it was, and it was, it was a great. It was a dynamic, high-powered scoring game, and I loved it because you could tell that those two were ready to hit the NBA already. And the, but there was more hype around Lonzo Ball. You know, shout out to Lonzo. You a Lakers fan, so hey, you know, La La Land. to your man. I do watch your show, Lonzo. So keep grinding, bro. You that's yeah, up next. You, hey, shout out to Lavar. Shout out to your father, bro. I really fuck with no, you know. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I, I just, I just think that is NBA. I just think that the NBA is just is just too lit now, you know. I but but the Seventy Sixers are really are really about to go crazy because I do believe in Markel Fultz. I do I do think he has the I do think he has the potential to be Rookie of the Year. I really think that. 
it, I really just it hope might that. be it might be slim because I'm never giving hope on Jason Tatum unless he really gets hurt on me and I'll really be <laughs> devastated because geez, can y'all just stretch? We gotta watch Jason Tatum. You really I mean he he looks good. Watch him, please. Please do because I mean I have high hopes for him, so you know, but I also I you know, I I also had high hopes for a lot of high picks that didn't pan out. Just to let y'all know. <laughs> well, Sixers, don't let us down. You know, Markel Fultz, we're going to see what he can become. Hopefully he fixes his funky-ass jumper because, damn, I don't know what you did to that. But that team, they got a little squad. Sorry to all the Pacers fans and Knicks fans and your bum-ass teams like the <laughs> the Nets and Jerry Millen's dreadlocks, which is hilarious. And his clap back to Kenyon Martin was hilarious. Yes. Let's take a musical break and then let's get into the best coast the west coast bring your vest coast never disrespected bitch i'm too connected never disrespected in my city i'm too connected never disrespected bitch i'm too connected never disrespected in my city i'm too connected and i'm gonna put that on clan i'ma put that on my clan you bitch and i'm gonna put that on clan I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch, and I'ma put that on clan. I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch, and I'ma put that on clan. I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch. Never disrespected, bitch. I'm too connected. Never disrespected in my city. I'm too connected, and I'ma put that on clan. I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch, and I'ma put that on clan. I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch. Last night we turned the studio into a sweatshop. My team working. The other night we turned the venue into a war zone. My feet hurting. I don't really understand y'all. Some of y'all are perplexing. Never seen your ass offline, but you the one that's still flexing. And I be up in my zone, you bitch. When I'm up, I see ghosts, you bitch. Y'all be talking about the simple life, but be the one doing the most, you bitch. And I don't expect y'all to give me, nigga. Took nine shots of like 50, nigga. Smoke like I'm a hippie, nigga. In the Blunt looking real splitty nigga And I'ma put that on clan That's too early for the fucking hook Told your ass that I got the vision That now I gotta get your ass to look And I've been so stoned like I smoked on Medusa Hold up, all I know about is smoke Always seen that life in my future, no what? And I'ma put that on clan I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch And I'ma put that on clan I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch And I'ma put that on clan I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch And I'ma put that on clan I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch Never disrespected Bitch, I'm too connected Never disrespected In my city, I'm too connected Never disrespected Bitch, I'm too connected And that was on clan, you bitch Hey, put that on clan By Sensei Make sure y'all check out Vio Sensei you know the links are in the description. On Clan is just for the for the podcast listener. We're gonna keep it here. <laughs> so tune into the description. You just re-listen to the episode, honestly. Hey. That's the only place you're gonna find it. So we talked about the East. The East was <laughs> the least in the NBA. But the West going crazy. The West is where all the drama is. Since the last time we talked about the West, we just had another player by the name of Hoodie Mello move to the Western Conference, shake <laughs> shit up a little bit. <laughs> So let's do the same thing. Let's go top on down. I think the first couple, at least the first one, doesn't need much to be said. Them dudes from the Bay going dumb. Tell me when to go. Dumb, dumb. Steph dumb, Curry put up dumb. 40 in China in the third quarter. So everybody's doing okay. They love him in China. 
I think they really did that because Under Armour has been tanking a little bit in America. So they're like, hey, bruh, go to China, put up 40, make your shoe popping because there's a couple billion of them over there and we can make some bread <laughs> because we can't around. compete yes. with Nike and Jordan and Adidas. But that's another con- that's another conversation. But when your neighborhood Asians is walking around with the Steph Curry's, you know, you heard it first on the Sensei Said So show. But the Warriors, I don't see anybody really touching them. They're going to be the number one seed. They're probably going to win a chip. Just appreciate greatness to everybody hating, I guess. I'm not a Warriors fan, but they play dumb good basketball. They really do. It's hard not to be a fan of the Warriors, to be honest. They just... They're so revolutionary to the game. They're so, they got so much flavor and they got so much flair, you know. And and the moves that they're making are just are at a vital time in the in the NBA history. You know, like that's unheard of to think anywhere along the lines for that many superstars to get be to be on the same team. And you also got to look at their role players too, because not only do they have a dark horse candidate for not necessarily rookie of the year, but rookie of the conversation, because we are going to end up talking about him. Young Draymond Jordan Bell out of Oregon, who is out here blocking four shots a game in the NCAA tournament. Jordan Bell. I think he's going to fit in nicely. You already see him in preseason catching lobs from Draymond and everything like that. It looks great. Specimen. Omri Caspi, 6'9". The rebirth. <laughs> jumper on point. He got that He got that shot. He's shooting better than Trump from the field. Ooh. Little Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so the Warriors, I mean, there's not much to be said. They won the championship. They'll win the championship. They will continue to win championships. Is that right? Unless one of these other two teams that I have in the second and third spot can do something. So well, you me- forgot how this new era works. This new the, this new super team era isn't isn't an era of longevity on the same franchise. Yeah, I mean, haven't they already had a little bit of longevity? Longevity. They've already won two championships. Should have won three. And that's what I'm saying. I think. And I fi- this new team is just barely new. Think about it. This new Warriors team with Kevin Durant, that was their first season. They're at least going to have three seasons. And in those three seasons, they'll what win at least two championships. You think You think Kevin Durant will, will keep riding the Golden State Warriors? He already signed an extension. Will. Yeah, you're right. He and did. he doesn't have a no trade clause. And Klay Thompson already came out and said he's willing to take a pay cut to keep the team together. So it sounds like they vibing. It sounds <laughs> like they're cooling. <laughs> Having a golden ass time. The only thing that could stop them is the thunder from down under. I have the thunder at the number two spot. Yes. Is that what you think? Okay. 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 See. So, I mean, Russ is my guy. He's probably my favorite player in the NBA right now. He's mine. He is mine. I wouldn't even say probably. I've been on the, I've been defending Russ since y'all were saying Derrick Rose is better than him. And (laughs) look who won that argument now. Uh, (laughs) Mr. Triple Double, Mr. MVP. There's a lot of haters. There's a lot of people who have I gotten many a screaming debate over. (laughs) I obviously won these debates. And that's why I have a show and most of y'all don't. (laughs) So Russ, he the guy. But you give him Paul George and you give him Carmelo Anthony. Not give him. My man went out and got him. Sam Presti. My man went out and got him. And that's how you really make moves. I really have a lot of respect for Westbrook. I really do. 
My man, not only did he stay in the franchise that was essentially split in half, but he patched it up and made it even stronger. And made himself rich. <laughs> and made himself rich doing it. I respect it. Yes. Westbrook the man. <laughs> My guy, Steven Adams, the big Kiwi. I'm always he. The Stash brothers got broken up, but he is the perfect center for this team. You think about what this team has done. What kind of big man would you rather have than the do-it-all, fight for your star players, hustle, damn near rugby player? <laughs> Tell him about <laughs> it. Yeah, let Carmelo get any scuffles, who's going to be there? Let Paul George get any scuffles, who's going to be there? Steven Adams grabbing rebounds, blocking shots, doing the things that you need them to do. People sleep on Paul George. I don't think Paul George gets the credit that he deserves as a two-way player. It's it's Kawhi Leonard's fault. Kawhi Leonard is so damn good that we forget about how how good Paul George is. <laughs> he's I I mean he's this. You're right though. Right now, this opportunity that he does have on the on this new team is an opportunity for him to really shine offensively like he, you know, may have never been able to shine before. All out. And, and Car- Carmelo Anthony too. The best player, like the best point guards he's played with are an old Chauncey Billups. <laughs> like an old Jason Kidd. What do you play? Ray, Ray for Austin? Do you play? <laughs> well, man, we can throw it back. <laughs> Now he gets Mr. Triple Double off of his MVP season. Carmelo's going to live on the three-point line, catch and shoot. You're going to see the evolution of Hoodie Mello. So regular Carmelo is like your Charmander, right? <laughs> Olympic Mello is like Charmeleon. So we're going to see full Hoodie, hoodie Mello where he gets his rings and turn his wings and turn into that full dragon. He gets that full Charizard for for the people who know the reference because it's the perfect opportunity for him. He okay. couldn't have asked for more. You have a scoring wing and a scoring point guard that can also set you up. He's going to be the third option, and he was getting 25 a game as the first option. I like <laughs> I like what the Thunder did, and we haven't even talked about Patrick Patterson, the perfect four. The perfect four. Yeah, who can switch pick and rolls, and he can hit the three. That's all you need. I like the sound of it. But a lot of people will say that the team in the third spot, the Rockets, have a better chance than the Thunder. Because they might. Why do you say that? Because Chris Paul and James Harden are nasty. But will they work? They're going to have to. I mean, you could say that about Chris Paul and James Harden's whole career, but they've never made it work. Oh, wow. I mean, <laughs> let's try to ignore, but we can't ignore the fact that both of them had underwhelming seasons last year to end the year. James Harden had a huge meltdown against the Spurs. And Chris Paul didn't make it out the first round. <laughs> so, I mean, people are saying, and I know the argument is that the Thunder are going to have chemistry issues. But if you think the Thunder are going to have chemistry issues, what kind of issues do you feel like the Rockets are about to have? When, how long, I have a, I have a stopwatch that's <laughs> counting down the minutes until James Harden and CP3 have their first fight on the court. Is that right? Eventually. And you think nobody on the Thunder is going to have a fight? 
if Russell Westbrook wasn't so alpha dominant, full grown Mufasa, <laughs> yes, I think they could have. If it was like Kemba Walker at the point guard with Paul George and Russell Westbrook, maybe I mean Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, maybe. Maybe there would be some issues. But Russ Russell is so Russ. <laughs> Like, he's so Mr. Why Not. He's so Mr. Triple Double that I think they're going to fall in line. I think he's a leader of men. I mean, he's had star players before. KD still got an MVP and okay. scoring titles with him. So he knows how to get other stars their shot. But he just came off of a triple dub. Carmelo hasn't seen the playoffs in how long? <laughs> Paul George just got bounced out the first. So it's like... It's the perfect scenario. It's the perfect scenario to have Al, uh, Russell Westbrook be the alpha and then have two betas in and so Paul you, George and Carmelo. And do you think, do you think, the, and those are high list betas, by the way, still high list Great betas. Ones. Do you think that those high list betas replace the other A lister, the other, the others, you know? Well, the good thing is that we got to see Russ do it without KD for a year. If this was the year right after KD left, I'd be a little bit concerned because it's like, wow, you're filling a huge void. But they got through that last year and they filled that void by Russ getting triple double for the whole season. <laughs> so he has nothing to prove. He doesn't have to prove that. Oh, can we win without KD? I did that. I put this whole team of scrubs. On. We were starting a rookie at small forward who was a power forward. And <laughs> I still carried these niggas to the playoffs. So it's like with there being a year in advance, I mean, a year in between. I think it's going to fit. I think it's going to fit better than people expect. Both Russ and Mello are both team Jordan. So you have brand synergy there. Okay. And then Paul George, I mean, honestly, I would like to see Paul George in the Lakers next year. So oh my I God. have. <laughs> How are you campaigning for him while he's just got to another team? <laughs> well, I mean, I can separate the two. I can say you're going to have a great year this year, but you can also go to L.A. where you belong next year. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with doing both. You see Kuzma, but we're, we'll get to the Lakers in a second. So we, we didn't really talk about the Rockets, but I just look at the Rockets team and I say, okay you have dynamics and you have pieces to be great, to be a great team. I just don't think they have enough. I don't think they have enough juice. That's, I mean, James Harden and, and CP3, honestly, CP3 doesn't want to see Russell Westbrook at his old age, and he damn sure doesn't want to see Stephen Curry anymore. Hey. So with point guard play being so important in the NBA, it's hard for me to put CP3 up there with Russ and Steph at this point. It's just hard for me to look at it and, and think that way. Steph's embarrassed CP3 way too many times <laughs> in his career. It is the, they are they have they have escalated the level of basketball to to a whole other platform. <laughs> there, I just people people have millions of hits on just videos of somebody getting crossed over hitting a, a step back jumper. That's what I'm on saying. On social media for Not five seconds anymore. Five second clip. <laughs> it's too entertaining. It really is. So let's talk about the next team, number four, rounding out the top four, the Spurs. Or we should call them the Kawhi Leonard's. Because the Kawhi, is that what they are now? Kawhi Leonard's winning MVP. If he comes back healthy, I think he's our MVP. The boldness. 
Hot take right there. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard for MVP. Let's start that campaign Let now. us know. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know if y'all believe in Sensei's prediction of Kawhi Leonard being MVP this upcoming season. Because I feel like they're still going to get their 50-plus wins, but Kawhi Leonard has so much on his plate. There's players on the Spurs that most of our casual listeners or casual watchers of the NBA couldn't pick out if they walked in the room with them. <laughs> players like Bryn Forbes, DeJounte Murray, Bertrands, like... I might have just made one of those names up. You don't know. <laughs> do your Googles. But so the Spurs have a dynamic where they're still going to do their thing. And and Pop is still the best coach in the NBA no matter what. But Kawhi Leonard is going to, one, I feel like he's going to take a, a step forward. And two, his excellence is going to be put on a bigger platform because Bryn Forbes. Because because now <laughs> now he is the absolute leader. Exactly. Now there is nobody that he has to even share the leadership role with or be mentored by. Tony Parker's hurt. Manage Nobly's one hundred and eight. Like Tim Duncan is doing refugee help <laughs> in in the Caribbean islands somewhere, <laughs> which is good for him, but that's not helping them win basketball games at this point. Nope. And Lamarcus Aldridge is. A, I don't want to say he's a shell of himself, but he's going through something in life. I don't know. I want to sit down with LaMarcus and just talk to him because it seems like he got identity issues. He might be going through the same thing Dwight Howard is going through, and that's scary. Yeah, because that, that cannot be a trend. <laughs> no, 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 no. We cannot have that being a trend amongst big men. So, I mean, the Spurs at four, the Spurs winning 50 games, that's pretty locked in. But now in the West, things get interesting. So you have a lot of teams. You have the Timberwolves. You have Denver. You have Portland. You have the home team in Utah, Memphis, and the Clippers. So that's too many teams, obviously. If any of you guys are doing math, somebody's got to go. So let me give you mine. Let me see what you think. Okay. So after the Spurs, I'm going with the T-Wolves. I know it's a new team. It's a new system, kind of. They're putting a lot of new pieces together. But I'm putting them here because they have to. With the moves that they made and the way that they've underperformed for their, since Kevin Garnett was wearing their colors, <laughs> since Kevin Garnett was howling at the moon with Latrell Sprewell riding spinners, been doing that, they have underperformed. They have to be a good team this year. They have no choice. They can't. They got Jimmy Butler for a can of Pringles potato chips <laughs> <laughs> and half of Zach Levine's knees. You add Jeff Teague. You add Taj Gibson. Another year with Carl Anthony Towns. Andrew Wiggins just got paid. And you and and you think that they're beating everybody? Who are they losing to? Is the real question. I say they're a better team than Denver. I think they have more defensive upside than Denver, even though Denver's offense is going to be amazing. Same reasons why I say that for Denver. See the Trailblazers. I think the same things. Okay. Utah, they're going to be more dynamic offensively than defensively. And then I don't really know what to make of the Clippers and Memphis. They are an, an enigma, to say the least. <laughs> 
You know what you're getting out of Marcus All. You know what you're getting out of Mike Conley. But then the rest of their team is who knows and whatevers. <laughs> so they have no choice in the Timberwolves to be at least the five seed. Speaking of Denver, I have them at the six seed. Okay. You got Jokic, who's one of the best young big men in the league. And he got the vision. Jeez. Come got all on. All kinds of eyes. I, I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of him. I love seeing big men pass the ball like that. Like the over the head pass, behind the back pass. Just like, saucy. Knowing that, they, they, that they've been watching M1 mixtapes. Stop. <laughs> In, in his hometown of Serbia or wherever he was from. <laughs> they found him. Somebody had him. Some shop had him. Right. <laughs> so I like Jokic, even though he can't guard anybody. Jamal Murray, who's great, but can't guard anybody. <laughs> Gary Harris is a two-way player. Gary Harris had a... I think he went to Michigan. He can guard both positions. He can play a little bit. But Paul Millsap was the perfect acquisition. He... He he's a solid player. He he's he's more than a solid player. I feel like he's like wine. He gets <laughs> he gets better with time. You know, when he as he ages, he gets more skilled, and you know, gets his IQ gets better. He you know, I feel like every year he's just been improving, and it's crazy to me. If you think about where he came from, he started out as a rebound hustler when he was in Utah. Shout out to him being on Utah because he helped me pay for college very often. So shout out to the Millsap family. <laughs> yes. You know them, love them. They're awesome. Great people. But as he's developed, as he's changed teams, he's added some ball handling. He's punching on people at the <laughs> rim sometimes. And now he's shooting the three. And he's had and he's had a few games. He's had a few ball games. Keep getting them checks, Paul <laughs> Millsap. <laughs> Their season hangs it lives and dies at the point guard position. Hmm. Your boy Moutier. What happened? He had so much promise. He had so much hype coming in. He's got the size. He he's got the did. athleticism. What happened? He did. I I can't even really speak on that. I don't I I I felt like he had moments where he was where he was producing and was flashy you know but i just i just felt like he could never piece it together he yeah he just he just could never get his teammates on the same page that he needed to that he was on you know so it was i, I don't know the you know the chemistry the chemistry was a little off on the team and you can you can see that and they might they might have it fixed because you know chemistry is impossible to fix. And if you can fix your chemistry, it'll escalate the level of play to a whole nother dimension. So. Right, and hopefully with a player like like Jokic, hopefully he's got enough distribution skills and playmaking skills that you don't even need to start a point guard. You can start Jamal Murray and just have him pass. And that solves a lot of their problems. <laughs> but if we're talking about strong point guard play, the next team that I have in the seventh spot is the Portland Trailblazers. Dang. With the best rapper slash athlete in the game right now. I believe it. I support Mr. it. Mr. Dame Dollar. I support it. Out at Weber State. Yeah, 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 yes. I My alma mater, if y'all did not know. Their season is the opposite end. Their guard play is straight. Dame's going to do what he does. CJ McCullough's going to do him. Yeah. Their front court. 
small forward up is question mark, question mark, question mark. Why? Why? Why all three question marks? <laughs> so I mean, Alan Crabb is now a net, so that they lost a little bit of shooting there. So now you have the question of who do you start at the three? Mo Harkless, who is meh, or Evan Turner, who is slightly below meh. <laughs> Do either one of them have a chance against the Kawhi Leonard's, Jimmy Butler's, um, Kevin Durant's that they have to play against in the playoffs? Even the Wilson Chandler's that the Nuggets have. Ooh, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see their wing rotation being up to par. At the four, you have Ed Davis, Noah Vonley. Both players are serviceable, but are they better than the Draymond Greens and LaMarcus Aldridge's? Noah was supposed to be. He was. It's crazy. Shouldn't have cut his hair. (laughs) It happens like that in Babylon. And then the answer at center is, is Yusuf Nurkic, the the Bosnian beast. Yusuf Nurkic, you should have never put a question mark on because he's that guy. He's good, but he often finds himself unmotivated. And out of shape. <laughs> when you're 6'11", 280-something pounds, yeah, you a slippery slope to getting out of shape. <laughs> as long as he keep his vision in that jumper nice. But, I mean, in preseason, he looks good. So that's why I have them in the playoffs. He just has to stay healthy, but him staying healthy is not on everybody's, is not on everybody's confidence list, to be honest. And not everybody's fully confident in him staying healthy. So that the, he is he is the liability there. Yeah. So now, since they're in the seventh seed, now we have the eighth seed. Because we have the team that everybody in our home state wants to hear us talk about, the Utah Jazz. Hey. We have Marcus All, Mike Conley, and the Memphis Grizzlies. And we have the Clippers. First, let me ask you, before we talk a little bit about the Jazz, which team do you think is going to be the eighth seed out of those three teams? Or do you want to make me happy and put the Lakers in there or something like that? (laughs) (laughs) Make me rethink my predictions. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I'll talk about why I don't necessarily have the Lakers in there in a second. But who do you have in there? In the eighth seed, I probably have... The Clippers. Taking a Chris Paulus Clippers. Taking Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan in them. I think yeah. They have they have an interesting team. It's hard for me to put my finger on what this team is because they have a lot of dynamics. They have a lot of ability to pass the ball, move Milos Tadeosic. Close. I don't know. Pass first rookie point guard, even though he's 30 and has a full beard, grown ass <laughs> man. But we're going to call him a rookie, which is disrespectful to call It's weird calling a grown ass man a rookie, but that's what he is. Mm. But he's throwing full court underhand passes and things like that. He might be the second best passer in LA behind Young Alonzo. He do got some sauce though. So, I mean, it's not unbelievable to see the Clippers in the playoffs, but then again, DeAndre Jordan might have a little spat emotionally. Blake Griffin might punch another staff member and break <laughs> his hand. Wow. And you're screwed. Danilo Gallinari gets hurt every single season. 
<laughs> just depends on when. We just got to time it right. So that really is a team that can win anywhere from 50 games to 35 games. And it's like, wow, who knows? But let's talk about those Jazz, though. Why don't you have the Jazz in the playoffs? The reason I don't have the Jazz in the playoffs is because I'm not fully sold. I've been, uh, you know, I've been, I've, I grew up, I grew up a Jazz fan. You know, I, I really supported. We had, we had a lot, we had a lot of good years, a lot of bad years. You know, the whole, the whole roller coaster. Almost touched the ship, failed. It is what it is. Y'all know the story. But <laughs> I, I just don't. I think they're still just too, a little too young. Too young. Just a little too young. You know, they have they have young, dynamic players that are going to develop and be good because you, the Utah Jazz always do. We all the Utah Jazz is is damn near is damn near the development league, the entry fee. And and enter through the Utah Jazz, and you gonna go somewhere, go somewhere else, and get popping. <laughs> right, exactly. So you know, a lot of a lot of good players come through touch Utah, but it's hard for them to stay and try and build and try and make it, you know, lucrative out here to really, you know, to to be in the to be in the league. But I would have felt better about the chances if the horrendous shoulder injury that happened to Deontay Exum didn't happen. Because he was showing flashes and he really shores up their guard rotation. Because Ricky Rubio's on a new team and he still can't shoot. New team, same problems. Donovan Mitchell is a rookie. Even for how awesome he's looked, he's still a rookie. And then you have a question mark in Joe Ingles, Rodney Hood. What are they going to be? What kind of consistent production can you get from them? Right. Can Derek Favors, Rudy Gobert and Ricky Rubio play on the court at the same time and have enough spacing where you're not going to score 85 points a game. Because like we talked about earlier, if your team can't score a buck 20, if that was true in the East, then that's for damn sure true in the West. (laughs) Gobert is just going to have to work twice as hard because Gordon Hayward is gone. And I hope he knows that and I hope he's preparing himself for that role. And same with uh, Dante Exum. Even though he got hurt. <laughs> Even though he got... On the bench, they were looking at him while they were losing. Like, really? He's still hurt? Just <laughs> just sitting on the bench watching the game hurt, huh? Yeah, but that last <laughs> injury, if you haven't seen it, go YouTube Dante Exum shoulder injury. Man. I'm not a doctor. I can't eyeball and say, oh, this is that, and he's going to be out for this long. But if that happened to me, I'm for sure not playing for a whole season, if not for the rest of my life. Uh. (laughs) So, I mean, you have the Clippers. Ah, I mean, with that injury, I would say the Clippers are a pretty safe bet. But I would love for Utah to get in the playoffs. But I would really love for my young Lakers to get into the playoffs. I think it's a long shot for us. But we're going to be so much fun y'all are gonna be exciting to watch y'all really are and we have the another utah alum you hear the state of utah our college teams are putting out some players that y'all need to watch kyle kuzma shout out you yes he might make our team very interesting 
And it makes me feel a lot better about the D'Angelo Russell trade. Because if you remember in season one, I was really high on D'Angelo Russell. I was really excited about his potential. That was the old man's. But when you trade him for Brooke Lopez, who is a 20-point scorer, who is a big man who can block shots and be really big and shoot threes, really just some center shit in the modern NBA. Right. But the, the, the pick was the unknown. The pick turns out to be Kuzma, who turns out to be a hooper. Hey. It makes me sleep better at night. Kuzma, I feel like Kuzma really elevated his game as he as he progressed in the NBA. I feel like he really stepped up to the challenge. You know, he wasn't it wasn't like he he was a high draft pick or that right. you know that he was he had any type of high expectation to perform for the Lakers, for the Lake show, you know. But Every time the Lakers stepped on the court, you would hear about Lonzo, and you'd hear about you'd hear about Kuzma, you'd hear about Kyle Kuzma. You know, he made his name known for sure. He made his name known, you know, and and you got to respect it because game recognized game. At the end of the day, he had that spin move in the fast break to the two handed power layup, and I was like, you can't take too much from the preseason, and you really can't take too much from summer league. But when you see a player do that, that's where you just look and you say, yeah. You can play this game. <laughs> you can play this game. Right. You at least ready. <laughs> so hopefully him, Brandon Ingram, and Julius Randle can shore up our front court next to Brooke Lopez because that would I think we're about a year and a half, maybe two years away. But when we are full fledged Lakers in our full evolved form, everybody has some experience behind them. Like we're gonna be a team. We've really set ourselves up to be successful. Shout out to Zubak. Ah, holding it down. Right. So we may not make the playoffs this year, but my Laker, all my Laker Nation, Laker fans, hold our heads up high. We're going to be looking at the playoffs outside in, but we still might sneak 40 games. You never know. Hey, y'all going to sell a lot of jerseys and a lot of shoes. About to be a lot of ball jerseys walking around, balling like the Lakers. Hey. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a musical break. We're going to relax for a second, and then we're going to continue on the Sensei Set. So show you know how we get down. Keep tuning in, subscribing. We were in the zone for a minute. Yay. Now we back, 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 back. Uh, pull up in my other shit. I ain't got no time for the sucker shit. Niggas telling more lies than the government. These days, niggas fake for the fuck of it. Made a name in my city that was bound to happen. Heard a lot of shit, never seen a house. Just a south side nigga with my ass on that House run the city, bout to take it out the galley. Yeah, ooh, I know you waiting on a nigga to slip. Yeah, I be on my shit like it's the place where I live. Yeah, talking so much, you just running your lips. Uh, I don't want advice, don't give a damn who you is. Yeah, in the fence with the sea way back. Yeah, this that new jam, nigga, play that shit. Uh, I remember when I couldn't save cash. Rocking brand new J's with the wave cap. <laughs> I just set the polish shit. Leave a song in my hands, I demolish it. Let the crypto make a profit, stack the couple chips. Right back to the mothership I might pull up in my other shit I ain't got no time for the sucker shit Niggas telling more lies than the government Niggas fake for the fuck of it Made a name in my city, I 
take it out the galley I done hustled out of a struggle, you can do if you tried I'm from a side where niggas strive, you just trying to survive I never hide from nothing, as the earth keeps crumbling We're embarking on a journey, working so late that we be working early Look at my watch and it's like 6.30 Look out the window, I see birds chirping My show don't stop, it ain't no closed curtain you want my spot? Ooh, I'm so nervous. I did a lot to get what I got. I be damn if you take it. Get for real while you fake it. Everything that I miss. Let me ask you, you think that I give a shit about a hater? No. I mean, really, this is bigger than me. And for the record, mind and body make a beat, nigga. Pull up in my other shit. Sucker shit. These niggas telling more lies than the government. These days, niggas fake for the fuck of niggas. Made a name in my city, I was about to have. Heard a lot of shit, never seen that. Just Southside nigga with my ass on that. The house ran the city, about to take it out together. And that was Pull Up. Pull Up. Pull Up. <laughs> Mind, Body, and Beats featuring Tut. Make sure y'all check that out. Smooth banger. I love that song. It is. It really is. It has that vibe. It really do. So this episode, man, we stayed in the zone. We gave you our full NBA predictions early. As you know, throughout the season, we're going to keep talking about the soap opera, the drama, the, the most entertaining thing to me right now, which is the NBA. Hopefully the NFL can get their shit together. Because hmm. I'm sure you'd love to support. Just been waiting. Bored as hell. No, I love basketball. The basketball is too litty. But are just waiting for football. Please. The NBA is back. And if there's anything that I can leave you guys with is please stop playing football and play football. <laughs> I am waiting. I have been waiting for so long. This is something that we've talked about off wax many a time is how nice the 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 United States of America would be if we invested some of these players that are killing themselves playing football and had them play football. Right. So please, if your kid is showing 4-2 speed with that burst and you think, oh, he's going to be a great running back, say, no, you're going to be a great forward. Tell and go make him the next Messi, not the next Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Adrian Peterson tore his ACL 187 times, and now I don't even know what team he plays for anymore. <laughs> <laughs> While Lionel Messi is making all the types of money and doing all types of crazy shit, changing his hair color, just loving life. <laughs> <laughs> so, if there's anything you took from the show, it's that that is a prediction from the Sensei Said So show. That was from your Sensei Vio Sensei, 24th Hokage of the Music Clan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you already know who it is. This Shadow the Villainous, Shadow the Number One Stunner. So, uh. Pull your double cups up one time. One more time. Appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. One love.
Do you really love your friends and family if you haven't told them about the Sensei Setsu show?